translation responsibly. As a sleeping person acts, as a sleeping person acts, according to the body manifested, according to the body manifested in his dreams, in his dreams, and accepts it to be himself, and accepts it to be himself. So one identifies with his present body, so one identifies with his present body, which he acquired, which he acquired because of his past religious or irreligious actions, because of his past religious or irreligious actions. And is unable to know his past or future lives. And is unable to know his past or future lives. Quote, a man engages in sinful activities because he does not know what he did in his past life to get his present materially conditioned body, which is subjected to the threefold physics. As stated by Vishuddhadeva in Srimad Bhagavatam 554, Nunapranata a human being who is mad after sense gratification does not hesitate to act simply. He performs sinful actions simply for sense gratification. This is not good. Because of such sinful actions, one receives another body in which to suffer as <coughs> as he is suffering in his present body because of his past sinful activities. It should be understood that a person who does not have Vedic knowledge always acts in ignorance of what he has done in the past, what he is doing in the present, and how he will suffer in the future. He is completely in darkness. Therefore, the Vedic injunction is Tamasi Ma, don't remain in darkness. Jyotir Gaman, try to go to the light. The light of illumination is Vedic knowledge, which one can understand when he is elevated to the mode of goodness or when he transcends the mode of goodness by engaging in devotional service to the spiritual master and the Supreme Lord. This is described in the Shreta Shrutara Upanishad 6.23. Unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master, all the imports of Vedic knowledge are automatically revealed. The Vedas enjoin Tatvignatam Sagurum Evakitachet. One must approach the spiritual master who has full knowledge of the Vedas and be faithfully directed by him in order to become a devotee of the Lord. Then the knowledge of the Vedas will be revealed. When the Vedic knowledge is revealed, one need no longer remain in the darkness of material nature. According to his association with the material modes of nature, goodness, passion and ignorance, a living entity gets a particular type of body. The example of one who associates with the mode of goodness is a qualified Brahmana. Such a Brahmana knows past, present and future because he consults the Vedic literature and sees through the eyes of Shastra, Shastra Chakshusha. He can understand what his past life was, why he is in the present body and how he can obtain liberation from the clutches of Maya and not accept another mythical body. <coughs> This is all possible when one is situated in the mode of goodness. Generally, however, the living entities are engrossed in the modes of passion and ignorance.
In any case, one receives an inferior or superior body at the discretion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Paramatma. As stated in the previous verse, Manas, Manasaiva Pure Devaha Purva Rupam Pashyati Anumi Maam Sate Apurvam Manasa Bhagavan Ajaha Everything depends on Bhagavan or Aja, the unborn. Why doesn't one please Bhagavan to receive a better body? The answer is Agnyas Tamasa because of gross ignorance. One who is in complete darkness cannot know what his past life was or what his next life will be. He is simply interested in his present body. Even though he has a human body, a person in the mode of ignorance and interested only in his present body is like an animal. For an animal, being covered by ignorance, thinks that the ultimate goal of life and happiness is to eat as much as possible. A human being must be educated to understand his past life and how he can endeavor for a better life in the future. There is even a book called Brihu Samhita which reveals information about one's past, present and future lives according to astrological calculations. Somehow or other, one must be enlightened about his past, present and future. One who is interested only in his present body and who tries to enjoy his senses to the fullest extent is understood to be engrossed in the mode of ignorance. His future is very, very dark. Indeed, the future is always dark for one who is grossly covered by ignorance. Especially in this age, human society is covered by the mode of ignorance and therefore everyone thinks his present body to be everything without consideration of the past or future. Sri Chaitanya Manovitam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadasi Padam Vandeham Sri Guru Sayuta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavam Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tham Sanjeevam Sadvaitam Sagadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakam Vitamsha He Krishna Karna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Nanda Radha Kamsha Taktakam Sana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vanishpari Vrishabhan Sudhevi Shanamami Vancha Kalpata Rupyasha Nukha Sindhu Vyadevacha Adhikana Bhavanyo Vaishnavipyo Namo Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gavadara Sri Vasari Gaurabhakta Chunda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Surprised as to how the Yamadudas did not know 
the code of dharma, what they are standing for, who they are representing. That's one side of the surprise. The other side of the surprise is Yamadudha is a surprise. How could such a sinful person like Najamila not be punished? Because they got a list of the simple reactions that uh, simple actions and the subsequent reactions that he is going to face. He is a sure candidate for punishment. How could such a person be saved by exalted personalities like the Vishnu Dudas? Then the Yamadudas start to quote scriptures as when you challenge in terms of your um, skills, you will quote the authority. So when a lawyer is challenged, he will quote the law of the land. Then depending on the crime, then there is a different kind of law that we quote, civil, <coughs> criminal, all of that. In the same way, in every field, you um, have the authorities and they have a set of books which are being considered as a standard and then you start quoting from that. Here, Yamadudas, although externally not looking very good, but they are trained by one of the Mahajans who is Yamaraj So, they are quoting Vedas, they are quoting religious principles, they know Lord Narayan is the Supreme Cause, how there are different witnesses for the actions conduct, um, done by the living entities in this material world. The potency of um, Yamaraj himself, how he acts in cooperation and under the guidance of the Lord in the form of Super Soul. Then the power of modes of material nature, the three modes and the effect of the modes producing peaceful, then restless and foolish people corresponding to the goodness, passion and ignorance respectively. How the current actions of a living being determines the next body. And that's where today's uh, verse proper goes into details about the transmigration. The uh, framework that gets used here is many frameworks getting used. One of them is the three modes, goodness, passion, ignorance. Then the framework of time in terms of past, present and future. Then we are analyzing the person in the mode of ignorance through past, present future. Then the next framework is the knowledge which drives the worker 
do a particular action, then he has a particular type of understanding, then his intelligence is taking him through um, to a particular path, and then there is a result. This is another uh, framework that is being utilized. They are all coming from Bhagavad Gita, the last six chapters. This um, gives a graphic picture of the intensity of the entanglement. Having described how the living entity is bound, then the solution is given. What is the solution described in the purport? Yes, so the solution is described in terms of surrendering to spiritual master. Then what happens? He gives very knowledge, engages the disciple in the process according to the psychophysical nature of the disciple. Then the ignorance is removed, as we see the word Janmashmati. He is able to see himself, like why am I here, why did I get a particular type of body, what's the consequence of my current action and how is it going to affect the future. So he is given the Shastra Chakshu. And based on that, his destination will also change in the future. And he sees, acts, as for the spiritual master, where does he go? So the impact of ignorance, that's the first um, point I want to discuss, based on what Prabhupada said in this particular purport, as we saw, the framework of a person in ignorance, then on that we are applying past, present and future. Now, a person in mode of ignorance does not know why he is situated in this particular type of body in the present moment. He does not know what he did in the past to get this particular type of body. And in the present, he is continuing his sinful actions without knowing the suffering that he is going to um, go through in the future. So in the current life, Prabhupada says he does not hesitate to perform sinful activities. An action means there must be a motivation. Factors that motivate action or knowledge, object of knowledge and the knower. So the motive here for a person in the mode of ignorance who is suffering in the present life is sense gratification and in the present life he is engaged in sinful activities. Why? Because his knowledge is in the mode of ignorance, completely unaware of self-realization. If you don't, if you are not aware of self-realization, forget about God-realization. So, Although it is knowledge, that knowledge is not the more of ignorance, 
these persons would be materially very very expert. Hmm? They somebody can take their phone and they look at Probably it's the uh, direction of this Yes, knowledge in the mode of ignorance is completely, it's a kind of a misnomer in one sense, like it's knowledge in the mode of ignorance. So you're covered about the spiritual side and you're only aware of the material side. And you think you're intelligent, you're smart, <laughs> and you perform activities and you don't see spirit soul at all. Work is what is important. To get the work done, I can do anything. So there is no spiritual knowledge at all. This many of you can relate to your workplace as to how some of them might be very good at getting the task done by hook or truth. And they focus, they don't see people, they see only uh, work, projects, timeline, budget, people, uh, work has to be done. For that, they will um, put themselves through a lot of hardship and they will not hesitate to put others into hardship. They are simply interested in their present body and the consciousness is compared to that of the level of time animal. Focusing only on the happiness, the happiness derived, as Prabhupada says, animals derive happiness by eating as much as possible. So a person whose knowledge is in the mode of ignorance does not see people, sees only work, thinks that his body is all in all, If he is proceeding in this way, Prabhupada wants that his future is very, very dark. This is the impact of ignorance on of how a person sees the world, how he acts. So if knowledge is in the mode of ignorance, that's how the worker will work and that's how his action will be. And his understanding will be based on that knowledge and his motivation and his intelligence will be driven by that knowledge. As a result, he may get some temporary happiness, but in the long run, as Krishna describes, the result is his blind to self-realization. He doesn't spend time for self-realization at all because he's fully engaged in material activity. So this is how the, uh, we are introducing the third framework of knowledge, then the action, the worker, the intelligence, buddhi, special respect, then duty, determination, and the result is happiness because we are such a as um, Kamisha Prabhu was saying yesterday, 
these three Satishtananda, they are tightly linked. So our worker must be alive and conscious, and if you are conscious, you will be active and you are always seeking happiness. So this is how we see um, the person in the mode of ignorance is motivated by sense gratification and um, his uh, happiness is totally blind to self-realization. Then forget about realizing God. In the purport, Prabhupada contrasts a person in the mode of ignorance with a person in the mode of goodness. So what's the example Prabhupada gives for the person in the mode of goodness? So, the Brahmanas are given as an example for those in the mode of goodness. So, that introduces another framework of how society is divided based on the modes. Because modes are acting and then within the society how you see that application is through the Varnashrama uh, system. Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, and the Shudras. So, if the um, knowledge of the Brahmana who is acting in the mode of goodness, he is able to see living beings as individual souls and their parting parts of Krishna, although the externals are different. That is why in the Gita we have the famous verse, Brahma looking at different living beings. Do you know that verse? Yeah. What what does the Pandita see? What are the living beings he sees? Um he sees like he like a chandala. He sees a chandala, okay. And human beings, scholar. Yeah, what does he see? And then everything is You see the dog, the leader, then elephant. So you might remember we collect the picture. So the externals are different. In the same picture you will see soul and super soul. Next to each other, the Brahma is seen, Pandita is seen. He sees undivided spirit in all beings, although situated in many forms. So this is the vision of a person in the mode of goodness, equipped with this vision, he can understand why am I in this person body. The, um, the plus and minus, the advantage, disadvantage of my current body is due to my pious or impious activity in the previous life. That's why I got here. So he has the understanding of the past life based on what he has got because the body which is considered as the dress for the soul. We have a dress, a dynamic dress, which changes dynamically, grows and goes through changes. So we can say that this dynamic dress at one stage we need to give it up and we have to take another one. So the Brahmana is aware of why he is in the present body in his aware of the past. Prabhupada says, he is aware of how to get out of the clutches of mind. He is aware of that also. Hmm. 
Next point Bhagavad mentions is he takes guidance from the Vedic literature and through that he is equipped with the Shastra Chakshut. He is able to see the world through that vision. And as a result, he becomes detached from the modes. And because Vedas and Vedanta Sutra and Bhagavad Gita especially gives the knowledge of the, the three doers. Uh, <clears throat> and it also gives knowledge of how the jiva is bound. The subject matters in the very um, knowledge. Discusses about Ishwara, Supreme Controller, and the living beings who are part and parcel of the Lord, and then the material nature. Material nature is the Gunamai. Um, so that Gunamai Maya, she has got the three modes. And acting as per the modes, so one is able to see that the modes are acting and he is slowly getting detached, is getting detached from the false ego. A Brahmana is clear in his understanding of what is to be done, what is not to be done. So here we are talking about in real life, you see people at work who get projects done but they are also concerned about how they are getting it done. They don't just see the work, they see people who are doing the work and how much the work is um, they are producing is impacting the society, how much um, good they are doing to the society and they try to minimize the bad impact because every action will have some resultant reaction. There will be some bad reaction but they try to minimize. So that's why in workplaces you will see this um, principle of avoiding the use of paper so much they say if, if, if this uh, email or um, this doesn't need to be printed, it's good. Um, avoid printing so that that has an impact on the environment because the more paper we use, the more trees need to be cut. So at workplace, these kind of measures are being, being introduced so that they have a broader vision. They not just getting the work done, but they are seeing the impact of their work on Mother Earth, impact of their work on fellow human beings, on the country. So it broadens. <coughs> so such a worker who is equipped in the mode of goodness, his determination is strong and he has enthusiasm. That's a steady enthusiasm despite facing success or failure. So initially when a person takes to the mode of goodness, Krishna describes it as poison in the beginning. Yatta Dagre Visham Eva Hariname Amukopam Tatsukam Sampitam Rottam Atma Buddhi so, if you want to um, make the switch to the from the mode of passion or ignorance to goodness, it will be poison in the beginning. 
Visham Eva. But the end result is Amritokumam. It awakens one to self-realization. So that's the uh, model of goodness, how it creates a good platform for a person to take up the next level of going to the mode of pure goodness. Prabhupada explains that goodness is not always pure in the material world. There is always a contamination of passion and ignorance. So, as we know, there is a constant competition among the modes. So, goodness is not always safe, so one has to transcend, as Prabhupada writes in his purport also, that one can come out of the modes by taking the goodness and pure goodness. Now the next um, theme or the vision through which we will see as a current purport is the, um, the role of the living being, material nature and the super soul in arranging a body for a particular jiva. So the role of Jiva, Prakriti and Paramatma in getting the getting a particular material body. So this section from the thirteenth uh, chapter of Bhagavad Gita that Krishna describes in detail because that section Prabhupada says that you if you want to understand the transmigration of living being, one has to read those. Uh, key set of verses from the 13th chapter <coughs> from 21 onwards where it gives um, cause and effect analysis cause and effect analysis uh, cause and effect analysis basically it describes and presents how things happen why things happen and who is playing what role. So that's why um, Krishna will describe that Vedanta Sutra is presented as to cause and effect. So this verse itself will begin, who is the cause of what? Nature is the cause, is said to be the cause of all material cause and effect, whereas a living entity is the cause of various sufferings and enjoyments in this world. So this clearly tells who is who, who is responsible for what and what is the role of each one of them. We are discussing about nature, Jiva and Paramatma and the role of them in producing different bodies. So the role of material nature, if you want to understand, say if you are going to a grocery shop, you buy different items, you put them and then in checkout you given a bag and in the bag you collect all the items. The role of material nature is like that of creating the body which is like a bag 
and this dynamic bag grows as we said takes birth grows and uh, material nature arranges the um, body according to what you desire and then she gets a nice packaging puts the living entity in the bag and this some total uh, as robert says is offered some total of the body and the instrument and the senses yantra is given to you by the material nature yeah you see earth water fire air ether inside us and then there is earth water fire air ether outside so she creates the outside environment and she also gives us the body the external environment also as described by krishna is temporary and full of misery if the external ingredients are full of uh, misery and it is temporary and we are getting deriving a body from that you expect the same body is also going to be temporary and full of misery dukkala and shashvatam the environment outside us is like that and the the body that we got that also is temporary and full of miseries now what does the jiva do in this what's the role of uh, the living being proper rights according to one's desires and activities so that's what the jiva does in desires and engages in activities to enjoy the material nature you desire and then the nature gives you the uh, particular residential quarter as proper says it places you in a residential quarter which is the body so jiva is capable of desiring he wants to act on those desires and he wants to experience happiness the aim is happiness whether we get it or not that's different thing but the aim is happiness so to execute the desires you need a proper instrument and that is what is given by the material nature so the role of jiva is that he wants to lord over the material nature and he is getting um, attached to that enjoyment as proper describes elsewhere in the um, probably in the 15th chapter of the purports as to how as you are getting attached to material nature you will give up the service to the lord and the moment you give up service to the lord you get more entangled and your propensity to lord over material nature increases further so desire is a subtle cause which you may not see and then karma is the actual gross or direct cause progress it might be more clear to say that this body is the effect of the senses and the senses are the instruments for gratifying desire so desire is the subtle cause and karma is the see the effect so that's where the cause and effect is there the direct cause now what is the super soul do in all of this in where is super soul coming into picture super soul absorbs and sanctions upadrishta anumanta 
Although the living entity sees an enjoyer, he is just cooperator. If you see, take the example of uh, drinking water. Okay, so Krishna says he is the taste of water. The, um, the organs are given to us by the material nature, and we are just cooperating in the enjoyment between the Lord and His energy. So we are not the actual enjoyers, although we think we are. Because what we are looking for, the taste, that is Krishna, and the ability for us to enjoy that, the sense organs, that's also given by the material nature. So the Lord is um, enjoying His energy and we are cooperating. This is the actual scenario, but the living being thinks that He is enjoying. The super soul will sanction. So you desire, you perform activities, and then there is a sanction of the super soul. Now, with this past, present, and future, what the super soul does is when the living entity gets a new body, super soul gives you forgetfulness of what you did in the past. So, Imagine if we had to carry the burden of memory of what all lifetimes we had and the sufferings we went through, we may not be able to function properly in this present body. So that's why Super Soul gives you forgetfulness of the previous life. But the crucial point is he was witnessing you when you were doing those activities in the past life. He was a witness, along with the witnesses that we saw in the previous verses. He was one of the witnesses. And he accompanies you in this life by giving you forgetfulness of your past life. At the same time, he gives you remembrance of where did you start off and um, perform or continue your activities here in this body. The example given is that of um, young puppies of the dog, they naturally go towards the mother to get milk. Uh, who is giving the knowledge? They, the puppies in go to school. Who is sitting inside and giving the knowledge? Who is directing? That is the issue of soul. That remembrance gives in this present life how do I start acting? That is given by the super soul. And from the current life, Paramatma gives intelligence, knowledge and remembrance. That's how we came to the proper puts it in the purport as to the role of Paramatma in the Jiva getting a new body and starting the starting actions in the present life. He was a witness in the past, he gives you um, forgetfulness of the past in the present, he gives you remembrance of where you start off. He gives you intelligence, knowledge and remembrance. Under this guidance, the living entity starts to, so he has got a new body, he is given by the material nature, Paramatma's guidance, and then he starts to associate more with the material nature. So this is how the, the union between the Prakriti 
and the false Purusha, the Jiva, is happening. And thereby, verse 22 of 13 chapter tells that the living entity is responsible and therefore he meets with good and evil among various species. This is the um, depth of entanglement of the living entity, the various causes, the effect of it, and how much the modes affect in entangling a uh, living being. Having seen how the bond is created between the jiva and the material nature, we will look at who breaks the bond. That's where the role of spiritual master is there. So Prabhupada writes sort of instructive statements <coughs> in this purport and also in the uh, 13th chapter. His uh, sense of urgency is seen when uh, he writes that one has to rise, therefore, above the three material modes and become situated in the transcendental position. So that change, Prabhupada says, can be affected only by hearing from authoritative sources. There is a sense of urgency is there in Prabhupada. One has to be situated, unless you are situated in this body, in Krishna consciousness, sorry, unless you are situated in Krishna consciousness, you will be obliged to act according to the nature of Swabhava of the body. And Prabhupada says, this nature can be changed. He gives a hope that by listening from authoritative sources, this um, fall down on the jiva, as we saw, uh, tendency to lord over material nature, you give up the lord service and propensity to lord over material nature increases, become more attached, that fall down will reverse. It is possible to rise above the um, beginning is hearing from authoritative sources. And that's how we transition to the next theme of the role of spiritual master, the importance of spiritual masters in breaking the bond between the Prakriti and the Jiva and creating a bond between the Jiva, Paramatma and Bhagavad. So, what is the role of the spiritual master? That's what we look at based on Prabhupada's purpose in the last six chapters of Bhagavad Gita. As laid down before us, we are seeing the role of the Jiva, the Prakriti and the Supersoul. Getting the basics right, that's what the spiritual master does. He gives the vision. Let's get the basics right. Before you start uh, building a big building, you have to have a strong foundation. The uh, spiritual master begins with setting the basics right. He distinguishes, uh, sorry, he gives you the ability to distinguish between matter and spirit. And that Prabhupada says becomes a stepping stone for spiritual realization. As we saw earlier, the person in the mode of knowledge, in the mode of ignorance, does not see spirit. As we are using getting work done. Slowly we are 
able to see distinguish between man and spirit because spiritual master is included. Then he gives various instructions. By that instructions, um, your spiritual position is clear. Yeah, we don't just talk by the spiritual master doesn't stop by saying you're not the body. He also gives the understanding your Parakamasa of the Lord, your servant of the Lord. So the instructions of the spiritual master is so potent that Prabhupada writes that um, it cuts through the hard knots of the material nature. Because of the Purusha Prakriti union, there is a hard knot, and um, the spiritual master cuts the uh, knot as we. See, in the 15th chapter, the sword of knowledge, um, Krishna urges that one has to cut through the sword of knowledge. It's interesting to note that knowledge is given by Krishna, but the strength to lift the sword and to cut, that is given by Lord Balaram. And to take the sword and cut the hard knot, that strength is given by Lord Balaram. And therefore, Guru, representing Lord Balaram, gives us the strength for us to cut the hard knot. Now the instructions Prabhupada says uh, of the spiritual master will also give one strength to follow the process. He says that the strength to follow the regulated principles comes from the obedience to the instructions. The regulated principles will become easy for you to follow if you get the blessings of the spiritual master. So that's why this verse is being quoted. Only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the import of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. So Prabhupada writes in 13.8.12 Because the qualified spiritual master is a representative of Krishna, if he bestows any blessings upon his disciples, the regulated principles will be easier for one who has served the spiritual master without reservation. So, you get the strength and you get the blessings. The process becomes easier if you get the uh, blessings of the spiritual master. So, if we look at the examples of those in the mode of ignorance who got the blessings and who got transformed. Can anyone quote any examples of those in the world of ignorance who got the blessings of the spiritual master and who got transformed? Sorry? Jagarmada, very good. Yes, Jagarmada was delivered by none other than Lord Nityananda, then Ratnanda. Hunter, yes. 
is that the same as Vigari? Uh, Vigari is different. Vigari is under was also saved by who? Narutam. So if you see their vision, they don't see living beings. Hunting, we don't care living beings or not, we just hunt. Work is important. Living beings, we don't. So that's the knowledge, so they're, they're blind to self-realization. Here comes the spiritual master. He intervenes and brings up the consciousness of such persons who are entangled by the mode of ignorance and by the power of the spiritual master's instructions, those who are oblivious to what body I'm going to get in the future, how much I'm going to suffer in the future, how much sinful activities I am doing in the present, they don't know any of that. And the body of the hunter itself is a result of their past sinful reactions. So they don't know about that also. But here comes the spiritual master, Narakuni. He changes the whole their life by giving the wisdom from the very knowledge to the level that he is able to access. Is, is it, did Ratnaka become Valmiki or is that? Um, I'm not sure. Because, is that? Yeah. Yeah. So you can see the transformation from the point of not seeing the soul, forget about seeing um, Bhagavan. That same person gets transformed who cannot even chant the holy name. The holy name has to be given in a reverse order, Mara. He chants Mara, 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 that becomes Rama. And then, but continuously chanting, he gets transformed. His consciousness, his work, all of that gets transformed. And then, he is able to write the entire Rama. Now, another example of when the one in order of ignorance got transformed is, Prajapati Daksha was momentarily overcome by pride and all of that. He gets transformed after the intervention of Lord Shiva. How he gets corrected, later his heart is transformed, then he comes out and he continues his service to the Lord by creating progeny. Now, any examples of those in the world of passion who got transformed? I was thinking of the woman that prostituted Harry The prostitute liberated him who prostituted. Okay, prostitute who got transformed by Haridasa. Okay. Is that passionate? Combination both. She, she was ignorant of Haridasa's position and she Wanted money, that's why they gave him that protection, so wanting money is passion. That's, that's a good example. Um, things that I thought of was uh, Guru Maharaj himself, as we saw in the earlier uh, canto. Fourth canto, Guru Maharaj, we see that. As he himself says that his desire was to acquire the kingdom greater than Lord Brahma. Then he is 
check whether this determination is strong. How do we intervene there as well? Then how the transformation happens by hearing the authoritative sources following the process which is tailor-made for them at that particular point. Because in the forest, Guru Maharaj cannot make a deity out of the metal, so Narada Muni made adjustment, made a deity out of wood, gave the mantra, and then Guru Maharaj followed. Then got transformed. Then when he saw the Lord actually, he didn't, his all desires were gone. I don't want the kingdom. I was looking for broken pieces of glasses, but I am seeing you. I am grateful to my spiritual master. Tatam, Chimman, Apidibya, Tatnam. So another example from Bhagavatam, which came to my mind about those in the more passion getting transformed is uh, King Prachinabhadi, who was engaged in a lot of um, animal sacrifice with the desire of promoting himself to heavenly planets. Then Narakuni gives a graphical picture through the Puranjana analogy. Then this is what you did in the past, this is what you are doing in the present, in the future this is how you end up. So then he goes through that transformation, his knowledge, action, intelligence, everything is changed and he gets a better understanding. So thus we saw the transformation power of the spiritual concept, how he is able to take the living entity out of the deep entanglement of uh, the material nature through the modes and how he is able to elevate them wherever they are from the mode of goodness or below to the mode of uh, pure goodness. And this when the principle of elevation, then we want to have some practical application um, of how to elevate. As Prabhupada says that those in the mode of ignorance are like animals who are attached to food. So even those who are attached to food can be elevated by giving them prasad. As Prabhupada writes in the 3.11 purport, uh, by performance of yajna, one's eatable becomes sanctified. He quotes the Shastra. Ahar Shuddho Sattva Shuddhi Sattva Shuddho Dhruva Smriti Smriti Dhambe Sarva Dhanti Nam Vipra Moksha So, here in the um, word word meaning we see that Nashtak Janma Smriti You have lost the memory. And here the memory can be reversed. How? By eating uh, food stuff which is offered to the Lord. Ahara Shuddho Sattva Suddhi. So when eating becomes sanctified, food stuff becomes sanctified, one's very existence is purified. Then what happens? What's the cause and effect? The purification of existence, you get final tissues in the memory become sanctified. Result of that, when memory is sanctified, one can think of the path of liberation. And finally, cooperation. All these combined together lead one to Krishna consciousness. 
So this is at the level of you applying it to yourself and extending to others. And Prabhupada says, this is the greatest necessity of present day society. And that's why you see the food distribution happening to address even those who are unfortunately part of the mode of ignorance, for them to purify their existence, to get final memory tissues and then coming back to the path of liberation. So that's the potency of the power of bhakti and the instruction of the spiritual master who is able to, as Nagesha Prabhu said, by the guidance of the super soul, Srila Prabhupada knows what to give, how much to give, when to give, to who different persons in the mode of different modes and still elevate them. <coughs> now another personal application point for um, going to the mode of goodness as um, given in Lavin 13 to Purport. When you are situated in a time, especially not just in the chapter 11 can go, other can, chapters as well, Krishna describes that there is um, items to be sanctified, the time, the place, the mantra, he gave the, the whole list, it all can be sanctified by offering it to him and using it in his service. So, when there is a time period for the mode of goodness, when you perform religious activities at the right time when the mode of goodness is prominent, what that does is it gives you the strength, you get invigorated so that you get the strength to do more activities in the mode of goodness. So that's how the modes will give you the, it will create the environment for you, the field. Now what you do in that depends on individual choice, one has to make a right choice and when you keep on doing a particular activity, that is what is going to come up more prominently each time you want to do other activities also. So if you are able to utilize the time when the moral goodness is prominent and do religious activities at that time, so the later part of the day also this strength will help you to overcome the other modes. This is how the process which is given by the spiritual master, each one of us individually applies and also extends um, to the society so that as Prabhupada writes, especially in this age, human society is covered by the moral weakness and therefore everyone thinks its present body to be everything. So, by personally applying, strengthening oneself and extending it to the society, one can create a great impact. Not all of them in the society will take up property and encouragement. Even if a small portion within the society takes it up, even if we are able to make them as Brahmanas, then that is successful. So that gives an inspiration for um, those who are out distributing books and giving out prasad. So you see that that impacts the society and that pleases 
Srila Prabhupada and by his blessings we will be able to get out of the three modes and attain uh, pure goodness. I'll leave it there and see if there are any questions on what we discussed.
Or from a difficult body as well? Yeah. Or from a lot of things as well? Yes, so that's a point where you, you could have, yeah, there's a whole sequence about how you fall from the heaven to, from the heaven to the rain, rain to rain, and the rain gets eaten by a man, and then man never gets a woman, like that, the whole sequence. So you don't necessarily have to come from bottom up. Um, 
those who are illiterate, uh, they don't understand the philosophy, but they are at the same time not exempted from going to going back to Godhead. So for them, if you just talk about that, they would have to, I, I guess, serve the spiritual master. Yeah, okay. So your question is about how many illiterates go back to Godhead without reading Shastra. We have the example from Chaitanya Sahitamu also um, about how the Brahma illiterate um, was trying to execute the order of the spiritual master. That endeavor, in um, in one sense, that fact that you are illiterate, you will not have such kind of strong philosophical doubt about doubting the supremacy of the Lord, that that fact you have that drawback to be used as your strength, you won't have um, strong philosophical doubts. You'll be easily attached to the personal beauty, the pastimes and the nature of the Lord. So that's what happened with the Brahman who couldn't read Bhagavad regularly, but he saw the picture of how the Lord is acting as a chariot driver for Arjuna and his he got attached to the Lord and that attachment is the actual conclusion of the Bhagavad So Mahaprabhu says, you know the conclusions of the Gita. So, so <coughs> as said in this particular quote, Prabhupada says, the blessings of the spiritual master will help one follow the regular principles. It will make it easy for a disciple to follow if he gets the blessings of the the point is even illiterates can become enlightened and when Lord decides to give them knowledge, then that doesn't stand in the way. Sir, I just was considering that being illiterate doesn't mean you don't have knowledge because yeah, we, hear, we receive knowledge by hearing. Yeah. For that I don't need to read. But proper attention, so... I think we have the case of Gore, the Lord, 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 the the Lord, 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 the it's not guaranteed that we will remain in one state of consciousness. I receive knowledge and now, okay, I'll be all the time in movement. I can be covered again and again recover myself. So in that case, I was analyzing the case of Arjuna. He associated with Krishna, pure devotee, but he was also covered when Krishna started to preaching him. But I think at that stage, when he was covered, the mode of ignorance, the position of Krishna giving knowledge, rising up his consciousness at that time. Can be the example that you were, you were asking about oh, yes. ignorance? Yeah, yeah, Arjuna himself could be given as an example of uh, a person who is covered by ignorance momentarily, then Krishna giving spiritual master through giving him knowledge of the past, of the 
pros and cons of different paths and then the easy path direct is Bhakti and giving him for his Padmashram position, this is what he must do. So, yeah, we can say that Arjuna Kumar enlightened and moved from ignorance to pure goodness. So, you mentioned that like to transcend the three modes, the blessing is also very important. But, uh, like in practical terms, so to transcend the modes, the blessing of the Guru is important. Yeah. Like you get the Kabul of Maharaj. Prabhu, you mentioned that to transcend the three modes, the blessing of the Guru is very important. To give example of Guru Maharaj also. My question is more practical, like when you are away from your Guru, when you can't serve him personally. Or when you know that there are 25,000 disciples or 50,000 disciples, how can you like get that blessing of Guru? Or how can you see that you know manifestation that you are getting that blessing? Yeah, even in the example that you gave, the son of Narayan was always next to Guru Maharaj guiding him day to day. He gave instructions and he moved on. So what Guru Maharaj did is he followed that instruction. Even at that time, there was no contact. There was no way he can communicate with Madhuni again. He was determined to follow the instructions and stick to it. And he intensified his practice based on what he heard. So these principles we can take. Then, applying to our situation within Islam, the spiritual masters, won't be with us um, physically, but they are with us through the form of their lectures. If you need guidance for a particular um, life problem, say for example, and you are open to receive that instructions from your spiritual master, but he is not there. With that sincere prayers, you can uh, go through the lectures that is given on various topics and see the topic that he has spoken on addresses one of your issues. Even if you don't scroll through and analyze it, if you have that strong faith, okay, let me hear from a spiritual master. Any lecture you pick up and hear, many times it happens to me that whatever I need to hear in that particular circumstance, will come through that lecture, <coughs> through that purpose. <coughs> so by this, um, either in this purpose or from another purpose, this is the mystic potency of receiving guidance through disciplic succession. This is mystic. Um, if we explain this to others, they will say, oh, come on, you must be kidding. But we as Bhakti Yogi, we know it happens to you. So that the key principles are that you be open to receive instructions, even though they are not physically with you. How do you, how do you know they are pleased? Is um, by um, looking at what they have said in the lectures. If you are fulfilling to your best extent, to that extent you are, then third is to consult with 
senior contractors who are ahead of you in spiritual life, Anjali. Environment 
is a proof that you have done something good in the past life. The fact that you are born and you are family proves that you have done some devotional activity and you pick up things with you from heaven. Yeah. Okay. And here, Rangarasana Bhagavatam Kijaya Shalabhava Kijaya